Hello, I'm the Doctor. Hey Who fans and welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And welcome to episode 25. Feels like it's been a long week for some reason. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I was thinking the same thing. Just feels longer than last time. Yeah, I think it's because we're back into the full swing of back to work mode of January. I think that's what it is. Do you yeah, know what I mean? yeah. It's always good to uh, to crack on with the new year and stuff. You yeah. Know, once you get Christmas and New Year out of the way, you get that because there's that first uh, first week after New Year where everyone still seems a bit like in the zone, like in the the holiday zone. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So uh, fully back into it. Tardis is flying high. Yeah, I was gonna say, how is the Tardis flying going? She's all right. Yeah. Hopefully she's we're gonna right. get a smooth landing before the news today. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing all right. My skills. <laughs> my skills are getting better with um, with uh, smashing up the console as well. That seems to help. Ooh. Yeah. Actually, you just reminded me saying that. I got um, a little miniature Titan Capaldi figure the other day, and um, his arm was sort of quite badly painted, and I was a bit annoyed. And then I thought, no, it's all right. It can be the one that smashed the console, and that made me feel better. <laughs> Do you know what, mate? The, um, when I've seen plenty of your videos, um, your Geek's Handbag videos, um, you seem to have loads of those um, Titan figures. Oh, not not just the big ones, but the you know the blind ones that you get in the in the bag, the little ones. <laughs> I just have this vision in my head of you like waking up in the morning and reaching over to cancel the alarm, and you hit one of those little figures, and then <laughs> when you go and put the kettle on, there's one behind the kettle, and you know they're just everywhere. <laughs> there's there's a new intro to the, to the next video straight away. Oh, yeah, okay. I, will, I will film that. Yeah, it'll be great because it's not too far off the truth actually. You'll be you'll be uh, proud of me though. You'll Why? be proud of me. I picked up my first my first batch of uh, Titan Mini blind figures the other day. Did you? Yeah. Oh, are you going to tell me what you got? Or no? Nope. You? Oh, all right then. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Um, I got uh, Matt Smith in his tenant regeneration uh, suit. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, the blue, like the blue and the tie with yeah, the tie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Comes with a little one. Sonic. It's pretty cute. Ah. Uh, got David Tennant just in his standard. Brown and blue suit. Which which set? What from the regeneration one? Yeah. Standard blue. Oh no, so sorry, no, he wasn't from the regeneration. Oh right, uh, okay. Series, but the Matt Smith one was. Um, I also got. Um, now this is weird. You're gonna have to help me out with this one because mm. I, I I think I forgot to read the 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 thing before I threw it away, or if it even tells you what the figure is, I'm not sure. But um, it's the Colin Baker outfit, but it's. Um, Sylvester McCoy. Yes. Oh, I really want that one. It is McCoy, isn't it? It is McCoy, Good. yes. Good. I thought I was yes. going completely crazy. I thought, that's McCoy. Is it? Yeah, yeah it is. It must be. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's in his Colin Baker outfit because um, uh, in time the Rani, Colin didn't want to come back, uh, understandably, to do the regeneration. But, yeah, I love these figures, and I really wanted that one because uh, yeah. I'm a big fan of time the Rani, and... Most of fandom hates that story, and uh, we've had a few requests to do it because people know that I love it, and they know that you're going to hate it, and <laughs> so that is one to look forward to. I don't know when we'll do time in the right, but we'll stick it on the schedule somewhere. Uh, it's going to yeah. that is going to be an interesting podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other one, uh, what did I get? Uh, Strax. Oh yeah. And I also got uh, Troughton with a hat on, like a, wi- oh, a wizard my- type hat. 
What? Oh yeah. Uh, you've got you've basically got all the ones I want. Well, I want them all, but you've got the ones when you see my next. Well, it might not be my next, but I've half filmed a video of the unboxing, and they're, and they're all the ones on the video that I point to and say I hope it's that one, and they're not because <laughs> <laughs> I got um I got the one figure. I, I think I even say in the video. I said, oh, the only one I don't want is River Song. I don't even know why she's in there. Yeah. And of course, who do I get? Bloody River Song <laughs> with a banana. <laughs> so, so I'm really disappointed. I re- yeah, I re- the Trouton with a hat is, yeah. is such a good one to get. It looks cool. Yeah. Oh, now I've got merchandise envy. Oh, what? Yeah. Now you're going to have to just go and buy a load more to see if you <sighs> get them. I tell you, my partner was going mad because of the amount of boxes I got. Because <laughs> I was counting them the other day, and I was thinking, because you know, you can buy the whole box, the whole set if you want, and it's like hundred and something quid. Yeah, you can just so you just basically get them all. Yeah. Well, I was counting how many boxes I've got, and I was thinking I probably could have just bought the blimmin' set. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then that's no fun, is it? You want to? Yeah. You know, the half the fun is trying to get them and stuff. So. Yeah, I was going to say that's part of the part of the magic. Yeah, I am addicted to those blimmin' things. They are cool, aren't they? Yeah, I love them. Very cool. So, um, yeah, not been up to much else. Um, been watching, obviously, uh, Beast Below for today. Oh, yes, um, yeah, I watched it last night, yeah. I watched it this morning, so I'm fresh. Oh, right, oh, I thought you were watching yeah. it. I thought you were watching it the other day. I started to. But then you know what happens. The phone goes, the door oh, right. goes, whatever. So, watched it all this you. morning, yeah. Uh, you been up to anything else? Um, yeah, well, uh, not much really. Uh, just I listened to the Rani Elite Big Finish CD the other day. Oh, um, cool! Because yeah. I I haven't had a lot of time. I've got such a backlog of Big Finish um, stuff to listen to. I've literally got loads, and I thought, right, this year I'm going to sort of you know start listening. Yeah, I paid for all this stuff, and you know I need to start listening to it. So um, yeah, so I started having a bit of a Big Finish marathon, and I listened to Rani Elite, um, which I've been looking forward to because I I love the Rani. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's one of the most straightforward big finish stories because sometimes they can be a bit, um, you know, they can have arcs a lot, you know, and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a good one. I, I enjoyed it. I, I'm not sure on the. Oh, I can't think how you say her name. Shaban, Shaban, no. Shavon. Shavon, that's yep. the one. I'm not sure about her take on the Rani. Um, right. Because she's nothing like the TV Rani, which I suppose is inevitable. Well, you know, you don't want to try and copy someone. But she was sort of quite evil, and hmm. it sounded to me just like Missy. It wasn't like the, you know, if you if she was playing Missy, I would have said, oh, that's that's quite good. But it didn't sound like the Rani to me. But it's still very good. I still really enjoyed it, and I did like her performance. I just um, the Rani's got a sort of quirky charm to her, which which wasn't sort of in the script in this one. So right, yeah. yeah but still very good. I'd still give it a good yeah sort of eight out of ten sort of rating. It was a good good story. I enjoyed it. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, talking so, a yeah. big finish. Yeah, I am. Um, Early on in the week, I started listening to The Light at the End. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, so I think um, I must have listened to about half an hour, I think. Uh, that's all, but it's very good. It's The production value is insane on it. It's really, really good. It's awesome. Yeah, I really love good. Light at the End. Really good. Yeah, love Big Finish. Love those guys. Yeah, they're, they're great. And as I say, I'm, I'm hoping to get into into some of the backlog I've got now because when you put them on, it's, it is... You know, it's really enjoyable listening to them. Like you said, their sound design and stuff is just top-notch. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I think um, you guys were quite... Um, you, you were quite perspe- uh, perceptive to us doing some uh, some reviews for Big Finish. So we might we might pop a few of those on later, mm. on, later on in the, in the year, maybe. Yeah, definitely, yeah. 
Sorry, I normally listen to mine when I'm doing the ironing, actually. It's, uh, <laughs> it's the only time when I sort of get a whole, you know, sort of hour or so just of peace because I'm just up there. No one will come near me because I'm doing the ironing. <laughs> so it's, it's perfect. I just plug myself to a big finish and I'm away. The shirts look terrible by the end of it, but, you know. That's all right. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, it's a great, you know, that's when I always listen to mine. Yeah, as long as you get through the story. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. it's a good thing for timing it as well, because I sort of think, oh, you know, big pile of socks there, but no, oh, I'm at the end of the episode now, so I think I'll call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. I normally listen to it at work. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, I guess a lot of people listen to them in their cars as well, but... Yeah. Indeedy. Indeed. So, shall we land it? Shall we do the news? Yeah, yeah. Give us a smooth landing if you can, Gary. <laughs> if I can. Cheek. Yeah. He'll yeah. let me drive one day. <laughs> Not too bad, a bit bumpy. Yeah, one day you're going to have to throw, you'll have to find the, the alternative um, TARDIS where it's sort of juddering. I don't know what story it's from. It's going all wrong. Just just don't tell me you're going to do it. Just throw it in there to make me laugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just to show off my poor my poor TARDIS flying skills. Well, you, yeah. you, can, yep. you can pretend I'm landing it if you want. You yeah, can say, we'll go that. on, you land it this time and then play in the really bad jerky TARDIS sound effect or something. Yeah, I'll probably do that. Yeah. So, what have we got in the news this week, then? Yes, we've got quite a busy one. Uh, yeah. First up, um, we could be getting a comeback from Torchwood. Hmm. I was quite excited. When I saw this headline, I was like, <gasps> especially after all the stuff that's been said recently. Yeah. Um, and, yes, but it's audio, which kind of dampened it a bit for me, as much as I love audio. Um, yeah, I'm sort of, I'm pleased, but I'm also disappointed at the same time, really. Yeah, I thought that as well. Because when I first saw it, um, the 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 site that came through on my my news feed, it just it literally just said uh, Torchwood to make a return later on in the year, and I was like, "Whoa, this is this is big news!" And when I read further, it was yeah, the same thing. It was um, yeah, it's going to come back, but it's going to be an audio play. So that's not too bad. At least they're keeping it alive in some in some respect. Yeah, I think that's the thing though. It's it's strange because. Torchwood has still got a massive following out there. There's no doubt about that. Um, Do you think so? Yeah, no, definitely. I'm sure of it because um, if ever I post anything to do with Torchwood on Geek's Handbag or whatever, it gets such a good response. And also, um, uh, same with some of my other fellow YouTubers and that. I I believe it's got a massive following still of people that would love to see it come back. And also, I think the cast are really up for it. Like, I know definitely John Barrowman is. I mean, if ever you hear him in interviews or if he's ever asked about it, he's he's definitely up for it. Yeah. And I guess yeah. a lot of the other cast, well, actually, most of them died, didn't they, thinking about it? There's only, <laughs> yeah, true. There's only Gwen and... Is it just Gwen and Jack left? Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, it is. yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry, that's just suddenly dawned on me because uh, I was just... Yeah. Well, yeah, okay, I, I don't know about Gwen. Uh, um, what's her real name? Eve Miles. Um, I'm not sure about her, but I, I know Barrowman is, is always up for coming back. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah actually, is it, now I think about it, it's a shame they've killed off because there's some great characters in Torchwood. Yeah, well, it's not the... Um, they could just do it with a whole bunch of new characters. 
Yeah, well, I suppose yeah. they sort of did, didn't they, with the last one? They got this sort of American team in and stuff. So they kind of did that. But yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like, to, I'd love to see it come back. I, I probably will buy the audios. I'm not sort of ecstatic about about it, but it's it's good that it's you know the original cast that are going to be doing it. I guess. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those things, isn't it? Where because when you said it's still got a huge following and fan base, um. The only reason why I said I said that is because I don't really talk to many people about Tordred much these days. Right. Um, I used to. Um, maybe when it was, you know, shortly after it finished on TV and stuff, when it was um, still doing the rounds. But yeah, I just yeah. I don't talk to many people that often. Um, yeah. About it? No, yeah. no. I don't know. I, I think it's still got a good, a solid, a solid fan. Maybe not massive, but it's got a solid fan base out there i reckon yeah did, did you watch it at the time because i mean obviously you sort of came into doctor who sort of um middle of the run and stuff what about torchwood did you watch it when it went out or was no. that something you've caught up on no i just i watched it all on netflix oh right okay yeah so um yeah but but it, that was it was soon after they did the um the, the last special was it earth day um, uh children, no no sorry yeah, yeah. um What's it called? Oh, uh, Children of Earth and uh, Miracle Day. Miracle Day, sorry, yeah. So um, I, I would have watched it maybe, maybe six months, a year after that had, had gone on TV. All oh, right. So have you seen them all? Have you sort of gone yeah. all, all the way through it? Yeah, yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, you can. That's a good thing about Netflix. You can just binge watch um, whatever you want. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I know what you mean because they like do the box set things, don't they? So you yeah. literally just, yeah. It's, I mean, I, I like talk to it. I think there was, you know, it's, it's a bit hit and miss in there with some of these episodes, but there was, um, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, mm. And I particularly like the Children of Earth series um, starring uh, Peter Capaldi, actually. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, I, I really like the concept behind that. I love, loved the fact it was done over, um, you know, five episodes or whatever it was. And, and uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's definitely still potential for it to come back. Yeah, I do as well. But for now, we'll have to have audio. Yeah, I was quite excited about that. And then when I heard audio, I was kind of went to 50% excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, buddy. Um, next bit of news. Um, BBC Three are going to show a cool short documentary um, mm. tomorrow night. So if you're listening, actually, no. If you're listening to this today, which you will be, hopefully, it will be on tonight, Friday the 16th. At 7 p.m. 7 p.m. So this is the, um, remember when Doctor Who went on its world tour? Yes, I do. do and we, <laughs> we very cynically kind of said, uh, what, what, what's the BBC playing at? You know, why do they need to take this on like a world tour? And, you know, but. Uh, I just remember watching the Korea, I think, was it Korea? I remember watching one of them live and it was the most bizarre. They had it live <laughs> on YouTube and it was one of the most bizarre, bizarre things to watch yes um, it was it, it was crazy and they didn't show anymore i think they planned to show them all on youtube but then they after that one they cut it they cut it so i think they only showed two in the end um and then i guess this show that they're putting on tomorrow is going to be the highlights from it is it um yeah so this will be yeah. um yeah like the the highlights of each country um but you you did see you you i mean most people saw but you saw the bit where they were handed those paintings yeah that's weird (laughs) i mean they did so well not to laugh i mean because you know i i'm not being cruel to the artists but they they were they were unique you know they were sort of um 
there are unique paintings of, of Peter and Jenna. Yeah, uh, I think it's fair to say. Um, <laughs> unique is a word. Yeah, yeah. I can't think. I can't think of any other word that would be kinder. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, is this on the DVD? This thing. It I, is. I heard, yeah, because yeah, I, I haven't watched it. That's what I was thinking. I've got the box set. Um, I didn't even realise this was on it. I, I've still got to sort of dig into the Series Eight box set. So, yeah, so I don't know. But I, I might tune in tomorrow, even though I've got the box set. I might just have a look at it and see what it's all about. Yeah, it's going to be cool. I think they visit, was it five countries? I know it was. Mm. It was two in the UK, wasn't it? London and Cardiff. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. And then I think um, New York. Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, that's right. Yeah, because I remember seeing... Um, was it New York? Yeah, yeah was, I yeah. do remember yeah. seeing they, they put a little clip from that with one of those hover cameras coming down on uh, towards Peter and Jenner and that, that looked very good yeah Sydney mm. Mexico City and Sale Sale Seoul Seoul yeah. yeah actually it, it definitely will be worth a watch actually because now, now I think about the bits that I have seen from it um, I remember sort of the buzz at the time it was quite I mean they must have been shattered mustn't they oh, Going around, yeah. you know because they literally went from one location to the next and you know you sort of just felt that they were just sort of by the end of it being dragged on stage and you know, it must have been a bit of a... I mean, it must have been great to go to all these places, but it must have been a bit of a slog as well. Absolutely. They looked knackered yeah. as well, didn't they? Oh, didn't they? Yeah. 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 By the end of it, yeah. But no, it'd be cool. Uh, so tonight, Friday the 16th, 7pm, BBC Three. Earth Quest. Earth Quest. <laughs> it's not... You tried to go deeper. I can't, I can't get very low Earth my voice. Quest. Earth Quest, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's not OTT at all. OTT. Yep, the whole world tour thing. It's not over the top at all. It's uh, perfectly reasonable yep. for a TV show to do that. So to go and check it out. That's it. Actually, you've just reminded me. One thing that was really cool, you, you just reminded me, is when they, because um, it was total surprise to me, when they had the T-Rex and the TARDIS and Capaldi in front of Big Ben. Do you remember right at the end, was it the day before Deep Breath or something? I remember waking up on the news and yeah, seeing yeah. Capaldi in the middle of... Um, uh, Westminster and the bit was it yeah they had the big T-Rex didn't they or something remember that was just incredible oh, yeah yeah I was thinking wow they are really you know world tour and you know T-Rex in Westminster they are going for it with this series I remember that it was quite a good buzz actually yeah that was cool yeah it's cool yeah check it out um, okay next bit of news uh, lots is happening for series 9 now that mm. filming has kicked off yeah um, quite a big, uh, well, not quite a big, but a couple of big uh, of updates now that because they're they're back in Cardiff, everybody, aren't they? That's and, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, back inside uh, the sets and everything, those corridors. They must be. Yeah, I was going to say there's um, there's been no, as far as I know, no sort of leaked location pictures yet because it's quite. There's, you know, they've announced a few little tidbits for the series nine already, which has surprised me. Like the guest cast, and that seems quite, you know, quite soon to be announced it, which is great. And uh, I've been waiting to sort of see some some photos of them on location and uh, there hasn't been any so i assume they're doing a lot of studio stuff at the moment i hope that doesn't mean that this series is going to be too studio bound um personally but yeah <laughs> some good good talk going around about series nine already yeah that's um so that the biggest thing um was it the two-parter yes i'm very pleased to hear that that we're getting another t a two-parter by toby Toby Whitehouse, yeah. Whitehouse, yeah. yeah. I thought it was Whitehouse, yeah. Toby Whitehouse. Um, he's, I mean, he gets a mixed response. I, I don't mind his stories. I think he did School Reunion and uh, um, 
Vampires in Venice, was it he did? What's the other ones he's done? Yeah, The God Complex. God Complex, um, yeah. I think his stories are okay. I yeah. don't think he's... A know, Town Called Mercy. See, that's one that a lot of people don't like. I didn't mind that one. Um, I thought that was really good, that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think he's I think he's all right. I think... Um, I'll be interested to see what you know what he comes up with for a two-parter. Uh, the Moffat has once again come out with a quote saying it's the scariest one ever, which I think he said about a lot of stories <laughs> lately. I think he needs to find a new, you know, a new quote. Yeah, he has said that a few times, hasn't he? He has. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's good though. I like that the uh, the creepy, scary ones. So. Yeah, and I, yeah. I like two-parters. I think it's good. I, I hope we get at least a couple of two-parters. Would be good in series nine. Okay. Yep, I'm up for that as well. Yeah. Um, a bit of location filming as well coming up, going over to Spain. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Um, Lanzarote, I, I believe. Lanzarote, again? Yeah, yeah. where they filmed, uh, what was Kill it? the Moon. Kill the Moon, yeah, and um, yeah, some other stuff. I didn't realise they were going back there. I know I know they said that they'd been announced they were going back to Spain. I didn't, I didn't realise they were going back to Lanzarote. Yeah, I think so. Oh right, okay. Yeah. I must admit, look, it did. It made for an incredible moonscape. I've got to say that it did look fantastic in the episode. Yeah, because the um, yeah, it's all like volcanic kind of uh, rock over there and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's a strange little place. Yeah, it looks cool. It's um, strange little. It actually does feel like because um, it's covered in like uh, just as you saw in the program, um, it's covered in like weird shaped rocks and. All kinds of kinds of stuff. So, that'd be have, cool. have you have you seen the uh, what's the Davidson one? Planet of Fire, where they originally filmed there. Have you seen that? I haven't. No. What's the uh-huh. um, yeah, eighty four, eighty four. Yeah, because yeah. that's uh, that's an interesting episode. But again, it, it you know it's quite cool to see the location without all the filters and special effects added. Because obviously back then it's just they just used it as it was. And uh, there's a really cool. I think it's actually a cafe, but on the side of this rock but they sort of film in there as if it's this little uh, sort of dome and stuff it's really good actually it looks yeah it looks quite sort of Star Warsy, and yeah it's worth worth getting that one okay mm. that would have been a nice change I guess because um, when you watch a lot of the classic series and they're outside it's always in a quarry somewhere yeah that's right yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean like a yeah you know what I mean that classic kind of like earth shock that kind of uh, quarry rocks everywhere I do, yeah. yeah. Actually, I was just thinking, most people who watch Planet Fire um, don't remember the location. They just remember seeing Perry in a swimsuit because oh, yeah. it, it is a, well, it is actually shot from quite a... Well, it's a very close-up shot that, that they put in it. I'm surprised, actually, they got away with it. But when you do see it, you'll see what I mean. <laughs> okay. There was, um, yeah, wasn't there another famous scene with her? You know, when... Um, I think it's the regeneration from Davison to Baker. Oh yes. Yeah, that's another scene that um <clears throat> Yes, that's right. They they go that's right. They're very similar. They're right, very similar. right. I read yeah. you. Say no more. <laughs> Say no more. Uh, moving on. <laughs> moving on swiftly to um the National TV Awards. Mm. When is this by the way? Yeah, this is going to be in um well, you can vote up until uh, the 21st of January. Um, and uh, the actual award ceremony is on the same day, just in the evening. Oh, right, So okay. um, you've got up until lunchtime, 12 o'clock on the 21st, to vote for, well, there's no need to tell you who to vote for, um, but just make sure you go and vote um, by Wednesday the 21st, and then um, at half seven on ITV, the actual show kicks off. Is that next Wednesday? I've lost track of the dates. Yeah, next Wednesday. Yeah, next Wednesday. All right, I hope it wins, actually. Yeah. I mean... I- 
yeah, it'd be good. It'd be good. It'd be good for the show if it gets gets well, and it should win, obviously, deservedly. Yeah. So the actual show itself has been uh, nominated for best drama. Best drama. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. So best drama. Um, and but no, this is quite interesting. There's there's no um, no cast members have had any nominees this year. Oh right, yeah. That's yeah. the first time in a while, isn't it? It is, yeah. Mm. So that's interesting. So um, yeah. But anyway, the show itself uh, definitely warrants a vote from all us fans. So uh, I'll include a link in the show notes to go and to go and vote and get it up there. Yeah, I shall do that. Actually, I will actually when we finish recording, I shall do it because otherwise I shall forget. So yeah, definitely vote. Yes, I shall do it too. We'll we'll do it. We'll do a Friday. We'll do a, a well, you and I will vote now, and then on Friday when the podcast goes out, uh, we'll break the website with so many votes. <laughs> I'll be yeah. I will tune in just to see cause, uh, see you know who wins, and if Doctor Who doesn't win, um, what can I throw at the TV? Um, I don't know. I'll find something to throw at it. <laughs> That's a bit tame. <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, I don't know. Smash the TV. <laughs> well, just just boycott all of IT. We don't need ITV anyway. Nah. nah, who's on BBC? So it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting off track, aren't we? We are. We are. Should we do the last bit of news? Yes. Yeah. Cool. And this this kind of relates. I, I nearly jumped ahead actually when we were talking earlier about Torchwood, because um, this kind of relates to it um, with RTD, doesn't it? Yeah. What is it, dude? Well, he, he says he's never never coming back to Doctor Who, because um, he's got you know he's, he kind of feels he's moved on and you know. I, I think it's, I'd love to see him come back and do an episode or two at some point. But he, at the moment, he's not in that zone. He's sort of adamant that he's, he's not doing it. Um, yeah. And I, I do understand his reasons for it. I have to be honest. I can see where he's coming from. You know, he, can't, he did a lot for the show. I mean, he did, when you look back at what he wrote, he, he wrote a lot of stories. And, you know, he's put his stamp on it. And I think he just feels that he's done that. And now I'm doing something else, you know, no inclination to go back. So I, I do see where he's coming from, but I'd like to see him do one or two in the future, maybe when he's got all the other stuff out of his system. Yeah, this makes me sad. Does it? Yeah, because um, I think I think his reaction is a bit OTT. All right. To, to the whole thing. And, and like you, I, you know, like you said, I do understand his reasons for, for doing that. It's one of those things where it probably consumed like all of his life. Um, you know, as as the showrunner for for Doctor Who, I think you have to have mm. fairly um, fairly thick skin, and you're not much sleep, and you not really see much, you know, many people while you're making the show. So, yeah. you know, it probably engulfed his life for for a few years, and he, he he's probably glad that that's done, and very proud of it and stuff, and 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 doesn't want to, just wants to let it go. So I totally get that. However, um, all he's being asked to do really is write an episode. No, no one's asking him to come back to to be showrunner. No one's asking him to produce it or be involved in any sort of senior level. All all he's been asked to do is to write an episode of Doctor Who. Yeah, and he did you say know? that Stephen Moffat apparently asked him every year. Yeah, you know, yeah, which, which I'm uh, not surprised at at all. No, I'm not, no. and I think that's quite nice actually. They've still got that link, and you know, it's a tough one. I'd I'd love to see him come back and do it. I. I, I just I can see his point of view. I was a little bit disappointed that he he said they that we shouldn't really acknowledge the tenth anniversary after yeah. the fiftieth. Yeah, I was going to say that. I don't see yeah. why not. I mean, my my point of view is 
any excuse for a party, any excuse to, <laughs> to get Doctor Who back on the news, any excuse to, to have, you know, to celebrate Doctor Who. I, I don't see a problem with it. It's not, you know, I don't see a reason why not. It's 10 yeah. years since, you know, the best show on TV was rebooted. Why not celebrate it? Yeah, and I agree with you. I think because there's such a big gap as well since um, in between the movie and um, mm. and Rose, I think it does warrant um, a celebration of that because it's really important. Let's not forget, you know, what Russell T. Davis did at that time. Absolutely, um, yeah. You know, it, that's like a really big milestone and really something that's, that should be, it's not a case of, um, you know, there's just a few fans dotted around that, that think it should happen. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that, well, all of the Who fans that I've spoken to, everyone wants to, to see the BBC acknowledge, you know, some kind of, um, you know, anniversary celebration of some sort. And I, I absolutely agree with that. You know, it should be celebrated without doubt. Yeah, I think so. I think the, the only sort of, I think there's a slight, there's a, a section of fandom that feel that it makes it feel like a separate show. I think that's they're the only sort of people that sort of wouldn't go for Celebrate Year. I think because they feel like, well, it's not 10 years since it came back. It's, you know, it's the same programme. It's, you know, and I do see that side of things, but but we're not saying it's a separate programme. We're just saying let's celebrate, you know, the, the reboot. It's obviously, I, I see it as the same programme. I see it as, you know, I don't see this as, you know, um, a different Doctor Who. It's it is no, the same program to no. me. But so, I yeah. but I still think it should. You know, it, it was off air for a long time. It came back in style. It's been a huge success. It's ten years since it came back. Why not celebrate it? Yeah, or or at least um, you know the BBC acknowledge that and put something out there. I get the feeling yeah. that they kind of are up for it um, because I think <laughs> the BBC like to sort of. Um, not exploit is the wrong word, but I think any excuse to get money or generate some sort of sales or interest in Doctor Who, they're up for it. Um, but it seems like, you know, I mean, Russell's not interested in doing anything and Christopher Eccleston is definitely not interested in doing anything. And, no. you know, Stephen Moffat is concentrating on Series 9. So, that, you know, the sort of major players, you know, involved in it are not interested. So yeah. I don't know if it's the BBC. I think it's perhaps more the people that, that they would need to be involved. They're just sort of like, well, no, not, you know, yeah. doing other things, you know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I think they might do something. I think, I'm sure they, you know, they'll, they've got to do something, even if it's a very small acknowledgement, surely. Yeah, I'd like to think so. I hope so. Um, yeah, but disappointing in Russell, though. Um, not like, you know, huge. I'm not losing sleep over it, but I just thought it would have been nice for him to be... Uh, surely it would be really cool, you know, for him to write an episode where he hasn't got all the pressure of being showrunner and having like an entire series storyline, you know, to sort out and stuff. It, I, I would have thought it would have been good for him to to come back and just write a nice one-off contained story. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I think I would be surprised as well. I think if you a couple of years down the line, you know, at some point, I think, you know, people go through stages, don't they? And I, I just have a feeling one day he'll sit back and perhaps he hasn't got much going on. One you know, day. He'll, sit, he'll start tapping away at that computer and a whole a whole story will just flood out and he'll be like, oh, I've got to get this on the TV. I, I don't think we've heard the last of it, but I don't think it will be any time soon. So no. one day he should come back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, one day. Yeah, I hope so. I and, hope so uh, and yeah, so um, let us know if you're doing anything for... Um, for the 10th anniversary of the relaunch of Who, whether you're having a little mini marathon or if you... I'm definitely going to watch Rose around that time. 
Yeah, um, absolutely. And uh, and we're going to be running our own little. I was going to say we're going to be celebrating it, aren't we? We are. Yeah. 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 So um, yeah, we mentioned this last week at the end uh, of last uh, last episode that uh, we're going to have quite a cool little giveaway. Yeah. Around the, that time to celebrate the tenth, and um, yeah. I'm, I, I know. I'm, I'm trying not to. I'm, I'm not very good at keeping secrets. I probably should have told you this. I, I, <laughs> I am, I am buzzing to tell people what they could win because um, we've already got some truly great prizes, and actually, I want to keep them all myself. Yeah, me <laughs> when, too. <laughs> when you messaged me last night, I was like, I want that. Um, so yeah. yeah, we've got some really great, great prizes coming up in this competition. But yeah, more on that later. Yeah, stay <laughs> tuned. Yeah, oh, buzzing, <laughs> it's a bit like. Um, it's a bit like if you were working at the BBC and you knew who the new doctor is. <laughs> yeah, no one would tell me because I wouldn't be able to keep it secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have got some um, some some very cool prizes. Yeah. Oh God, I really want to say. Oh, not, no, 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 I know. No, we're not going to say. We're gonna we're gonna tease you for a while and then we're gonna reveal some more details probably um, in the next few weeks and uh, yeah, it'll be. Yeah, cool. we'll build up to it, but it's going to be basically around the around March the 10th anniversary isn't it it's going to be to celebrate yeah. 10 years of the reboot and also our first anniversary as yeah. a podcast as yeah. well so it's a big big going to be a big month March yeah it's going to be cool yeah and we're at a convention as well aren't we oh yeah we've got the convention as well yeah I'll tell you yeah. March is going to be a, a good a good month it's going to be awesome right yeah. shall we crack on with uh, this episode's review yeah let's do it give it to me man Okay, so, well, we're revisiting The Beast Below this week, which is your, I believe, your first proper story, isn't it? I think you saw Little Bits and Bobs. Yes. And this is the first proper story of Doctor Who that you I, sat and watched, is I that right? I watched in, in its entirety. Yeah, so, yeah. The Beast Below. My name is Amy Pond. When I was seven, I had an imaginary friend. Last night was the night before my wedding, and my imaginary friend came back. I'm in the future, like hundreds of years in the future. But look closer. Secrets and shadows, lives led in fear. Society bent out of shape on the brink of collapse. I'm not leaving and I'm not forgetting. And what are you fellas going to do about it? Stick out your tongues? Mm. The trailer's awesome, at least. It is, actually. I was yeah. just thinking that. The trailer is really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, back in February 2013, Stephen Moffat was quoted as saying this was his among his least favourite episodes he'd written and described it as a bit of a mess. Oh. Um, and that's from Stephen Moffat himself. Um, okay. But what did you think of it? What did I think of it? How was it revisiting it? I mean, actually, first of all, did you enjoy it the first time around? Because this must have something in this must have sparked your interest in Doctor Who, because yeah. this is where it all began. So yeah, so um, yeah, so just to recap, I'd seen, um, I'd seen Doctor Who, um, in in chunks before this, um, purely just when it was on the on the TV, and you know, you know when somebody's watching a TV and they get up and 
they leave it on and then you come into the room you know that kind of thing so yeah. i'd seen i'd seen chunks of doctor who uh, prior to this um i'd seen like um a couple of little bits of uh, a couple of tenant episodes and i remember watching like the last 10 minutes of a of an eccleson uh, episode and stuff like that so it it kind of been on but oh it pains me to say this but i i would just i was never interested in it before or well, not interested in it enough anyway to to sit down and, and invest my time in it. So um something yeah something I I'm sure I'm pretty sure that it must have been the the 11th hour. I mu- I must have watched like a, a a bit of that and yeah. and thought oh wow this this actually looks pretty good. Um and then that made me obviously you know watch watch the next one which happened to be this one. And um I thought it was I thought it well. This is kind of weird. It's, it's hard for me to say because I have to try and revisit my feelings back then mm. and my thoughts. But um, I think at the time I thought it was good. I, I at the t- well, I must have done otherwise I wouldn't have watched any more of it. Yeah. Um, so I, I remember feeling, thinking at the time it was good, and I thought, yeah, this is it, it's it's different to me because there were there were certain elements that I hadn't I didn't really know too much about. You know, I, obviously everybody knows what a TARDIS looks like. Um, and what Doctor Who is very roughly about, yeah. Um, but it, on you know, for me, it was just like scratching the surface at this point. Um, so I thought it was really good. I, I really liked the um, the whole kind of sci-fi vibe, um, and that you know, it really was because I'm such a big sci-fi fan. Um, this was like you know, plucked right in the middle of like really good sci-fi TV for me. Mm. So I from from that from that aspect, like just the genre and and that stuff, I thought it was really good. Really liked Matt Smith. Um, thought he was really good in it, and he he made me laugh actually uh, a few times in this one, um, which, which was good because uh, there there aren't many times when you watch something new and you're because when you're watching something brand new that you've never seen before, all the way through, you're kind of processing everything at once. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're trying to to get a handle on what's going on, but yeah. Um, so I was trying to get a handle on what's going on. I thought the story was really good. Um, I thought Matt Smith was really good. I really liked, um, I really, really liked um, Karen Gillan. I thought she was really cool. Um, and it just, it left, it left me wanting more at the end of it, which is, which is, I guess, the, the whole point of, of good writing, I guess. Yeah. Um, it, it left me thinking, right, um, I really enjoyed this episode, but I'm pretty sure there's more, there, there are better episodes to come. Because this yeah. was right at the beginning of the, the, the series, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, um, it's the second episode of, of uh, series five. Series five. Yeah. yeah. So I thought there's there's bound to be you know more very cool Doctor Who stuff to come, and that was my journey from there really. Um, and I just went absolutely Doctor Who bananas from that point on. I must admit it was um it kind of just engulfed my life, and it hasn't really let go since. So yeah. I mean that's that's why I would, that's why I was interested. I was really surprised when you told me this was the first episode you'd sort of properly watched because I mean if you were going to try and get somebody into Doctor Who be it classic or or modern day I don't think many people would pick this episode to show someone you know if you were going to sit somewhere down and try and get them into the series so I was really surprised when you when you said you know that this was the first one and that's why I wanted to go back and watch it Uh, well that reason and also because I've only ever watched it once which is when it first went out and then I watched it again for the second time last night I thought I've never never revisited this story um you know what it does get a a bit of a bashing Mm -hmm. um but i was really intrigued yeah you know i thought well something in it must have 
you know uh, hit home with you because it obviously led on to you then going back and and really getting into the show yeah you know and um yeah. and i think it had a tough job because you know the 11th hour i think is a fantastic episode it's yeah, i think it's I a, it. a brilliant brilliant episode yeah. I, I still think it's one of the oh actually no i was gonna say one of the best moffat's written but actually no that's not true because I, I like the empty child and um and science library but but it's a very strong episode mm. for a generation story and i think the beast below had a tough job following it in, in all honesty yeah um because i mean it, it set the president uh, the 11th hour set the president's really quite high yeah and the beast below it, it's it is a bit of a mess. Um, there's some really great stuff in there. There's some good ideas bubbling under the surface of this episode, but it just doesn't quite come together. And following on from such a strong episode as the 11th hour as well, I think, you know, it doesn't help. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's interesting you say that because at the time I remember thinking, yeah, this is, this is all really good stuff. And, you know, I want to check out some more. And, um, I think it, I think it's a testament, really, to to Matt Smith and his acting and how he portrayed the Doctor that kind of pulled me in, really. And I, I kind of, I kind of feel bad for Matt Smith, really, because you know, as all Doctor Who fans, we all have our own individual Doctors. We you know and hear uh, Who fans say, you know, he's my Doctor and stuff like that. Mm. Um, really, Matt Smith should be my Doctor. I was thinking that. Yeah, he should be really, but he's not. And I do a disservice, really, to Matt Smith and also to Chris Eccleston because I kind of did this when when I after I watched The Beast Below. I think I watched the one afterwards, um, which was um, Victory of the Daleks. Yeah, and um, and I stopped there. I stopped after Victory of the Daleks, and I I purchased the the series one box set uh, with Eccleston, and I watched I watched all that. Um, from start to finish, but in quite a long space of time. I think it took me about um, a couple of weeks or two, or maybe three weeks to watch through them. Um, but it wasn't until I started watching Tenant, really, that I um, I really binge-watched, because I, after I watched Series 1, I think I bought Series 2 and 3 all together, and then straight away I must have been like paid like the week after or something so then I bought the the next one and then specials and I think I watched all of that like pretty much back to back over yeah. the space of like so you know that's that's the only reason why I say that Tenant's my doctor because I think I watched such a big bulk of his stuff all together and got emotionally invested in that that um I really you know that was my connection really was to Tenant and his doctor um but technically Matt Smith should be my doctor, but you know, them them's the bricks. I, I know what you mean. I mean, I, I I tell you what did surprise me about watching this again yesterday is how good Matt is. Yeah, um, he's because brilliant. It is, it's his second story. I don't know where it came in terms of production, but he's bang on the money as the doctor. Yeah, I, I think I think he's really good in it, and I think Karen Gillan's quite good in it as well. Um, there's a good chemistry between them, I think, uh, in this story. Yeah, it, it's really good actually, especially. Especially the last twenty minutes, mm. the the chemistry and the kind of emotional um, uh, uh, bond that they that they make between them, it's kind of unintentional as well because they're at odds, aren't they? In the last section of the story, yeah, you know, he, he's very disappointed with her, um, you know, with the decision that the, well the human race has made at that point, and then she doesn't really help by, you know, um, 
kind of taking the lead and, and putting everybody at risk and he's really he's not she happy at all charts. is he yeah yeah so yeah. um but it kind of turns out all right they have a nice hug don't they and and uh, that's one of the things i put in the notes really about this episode was um the 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 relationship between uh, the doctor and amy really gets you really set the tone early in this episode early on in the series yeah um do you know what i mean it's very much a case of he he kinds of he kind of puts her in a place almost and and kind of sets out the ground rules like you know i don't expect you to do this and you don't do that and you know you don't tell me you know how i would think about things and mm. you know and all that and she's very fiery and she's like well hold on a minute you know she doesn't back down and they're, they're very strong characters aren't they yeah i mean that's that's one of the things i'd sort of forgotten about matt's first series is that he's um he's actually quite um uh, not abrupt but he does have a sort of slightly uh yeah well yeah abrupt side to his doctor hmm. you know he like you said it's, it's, it's almost a little bit a little bit um capaldi just the touch <laughs> of it isn't it where he like you said when he puts her in his place there's yeah, no yeah. messing around or you know he's straight to the point and i'd kind of forgotten about that side of matt's doctor because i if i think of his doctor i think of him being sort of a bit clown like more like Troughton, a bit easygoing not not a pushover but I forget that he did have quite a good edge to him, actually. And I, I really do rate Matt as a great doctor. Um, I think he suffered from some not-so-good stories. Um, but I think as, a, as the way he played the doctor was brilliant. I think he got a nice contrast of this sort of likeable doctor, but also one that would put his foot down like he does at the end of this episode. Yeah. And you're right, that last that scene where they're together at the end, it's quite nice. There's almost this... They sort of suddenly have a bit of mutual respect for each other because... She points out the similarity between the situation with the beast below and, and the doctor himself and that she had to make the decision. And it's a nice, you know, it's a nice ending to the episode, I think, because it, it yeah. does bring them together. And that's a lovely shot of the two faces at the end, um, sort of side profile. And, you know, it's really nicely done. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. I, and I'll tell you what, I think one of the notes I made is that this episode actually starts really well. I think the first 10 minutes or so, are great especially the opening before the credits yeah i've got it's, that as well yeah, yeah it's brilliant you yeah. know with this uh, the smiler turning around in the in the box and the kids you know about to drop into whatever the ventilation mm. it's, it, yeah. it does start really well and it's just loses its way somewhere in the middle i think there's too many ideas going on and it doesn't i don't know why but it doesn't hold my interest enough in the middle i actually found my I, without even realizing i i drifted off a bit in the middle when I was watching this last night, I, um, cause I was sort of making notes and normally when you're making notes, you know, you're sort of paying attention. And I, I realized somewhere along the, along the way, I think it's when they go into the beast mouth. Oh yeah. I'd sort of yeah. zoned out for a bit and I suddenly come back into it and uh, something about this episode just doesn't quite hold my attention. I think even though there seems to be a lot going on, the actual content is, is not there for me. Yeah, I agree. It was one of the, um, yeah, I got that on my notes as well, that the opening was really good. How, the, how they set up the story with the mm. with the smilers and uh, and how because they, they do look very creepy. They're brilliant. I, I remember yeah. when seeing the early uh, publicity shots for series five, and there was a lot of um, buzz about the smilers because of the way they looked. People were really looking forward to this episode because you know who's this new monster that's been created, the smiler, and uh, they are they they look brilliant and they're so underused. Mm -hmm. I mean that you know they're a great you know, a great looking sort of monster and they could have been terrifying, but instead they just, as soon as anything good starts to happen with them, like when they actually come out of the boxes, I remember watching this the first time when they come out of their cases and they start cutting towards you, I thought, Oh, here we go. 
then immediately get shot and fall to the floor. And it's like, ah, oh, what a wasted opportunity. Yeah. You know, these things yeah. could have been terrifying. They, they look terrifying in the close-ups with their angry faces and the way the head turns, and, mm -hmm. but totally misunder, misunderused. Yeah, I think, they, I think they wanted to concentrate more on the, on, on the concept of the beast below, the star whale thing yeah yeah and uh and i think that that was obviously the 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 driving forward plot device wasn't it was it was this mystery around you know why this creature is oh because you you kind of guessed early on didn't you that it was a even if you you know the first time you were seeing this episode you kind of guessed early on after you saw the big uh the tentacle thing through the through the ground mm. um that amy investigates quite early on and yeah, and fact, also yeah. Matt says, uh, the doctor says, does it? Because I remember thinking that's a really, I don't know if I picked up, up on it the first watch, can't remember, but even the doctor says about 10 minutes in, so the ship's moving on its own. Well, what, what's powering it with no engines? I was thinking, well, well yeah. the so, beast below, it's in the title. It's all a bit too obvious, really. Yeah, so that's what I mean. It's, um, they try to create this mystery around it. Um, mm. But the, the plot device that, that, that starts off, you know, pretty much from the beginning is, you know, there's something organic you know, happening on this this starship, and it's you, you can tell it's some kind of big creature, and and I think they I think Moffat tried to write this mystery around it and have this maybe this quite a big reveal towards the end, but mm. I don't think he quite pulled that off. I think um, I think they focused too much on that mystery and the reveal, and so as a result, they've underused some of the other people, like the Smilers. You're absolutely mm -hmm. right. I think they should have used that and created a bit more mystery around those rather than the beast below yeah um and also um liz 10 i thought her story was a bit weak um it was you know fairly off the cuff oh this is why you know you've, we've slowed your i don't understand this um we've you know they've slowed her body clock and I, I i didn't get that i didn't get why or how they would do that and you know it was it was one of those things where in a bit like the um, the episode recently, um, last Christmas, where if you're struggling with things, it, with dreams, it's easy to write stuff out. It's a bit lazy. Mm. And I found that to be a, the case a couple of times in this, where you've got some cool things going on. There's some potentially good storylines and some good characters, but you can, you know, you can just write things off by pushing the forget button and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can, you yeah. can, you can dig yourself out of some, you know, some plot holes, but yeah, I, I didn't really get the whole Liz 10. She was underused as well as the smilers and stuff. And yeah, it's, um, I think yeah. she's not given. Yeah. I was going to say with, you don't, her character isn't developed. So there's not enough time to care about Liz 10 or, or, or any of that stuff. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So you're right. It's, it almost feels to me like it, the whole episode you know, like I said, it's brimming with some good ideas. It almost feels like it's just a bit half-baked, like it could have done with one more re rewrite or something. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's like, it's, there's some good stuff there. And I think it could have been a very good episode, but it just, it doesn't quite come together. No, I agree. You know, you know. Um, I kind of like the forget, you know, the, the, in the first bit, the sort of forget or that thing that you can choose to forget or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. it's, it's slightly reminds, I think there's an old Troughton episode, which one is it, Crotons or something, where they do something similar. And I, I kind of like that idea, but you, you're absolutely right. It is literally just a big reset button and it, in every sense of the, of the term, isn't it? So Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they could have they written this in a way where um, 
the the smilers were maybe um, linked into more of a conspiracy around the monarchy um, and that kind of thing. But it was very just mm. straightforward. And well, you know, this is the queen, and she's done this for this reason. Um, but now she's come to the end of this thing where she's realised what's going on. So we're just going to reset everything. And these are the smilers, and they they do this and right so let us done we'll put them in a box now um you know what i mean it was just it was very you know uh, it's all to the other end of the scale a lot of people complain when moffat does very um very complicated writing and timey wimey mm. but i think this one was the other extreme you know it was very it was a very simple straightforward story which is quite predictable and just didn't really didn't really get itself going did it it didn't have enough time to explore some of the cooler characters that could have been very good um and it just kind of got away from him a little bit, maybe. Yeah, I, th- I think I think you're right, actually. Um, one thing I did I did put on my notes as well is I think visually it still looks very good, actually. Because um, yeah, what this is a few years old now. Um, I thought that, you know the actual way it was shot on the CGI and that still looks pretty good with the whale and the spaceship itself. There's one thing that made me feel really stupid. What you're going to think? Oh God, why why did you think that, Gary? Because <laughs> obviously, um, uh, when I had watched, because um, I'd watched this one, I'd watched the next one, and then, like I said, I went back and started watching Eccleston, and then went through Tenant. When I was watching an episode of Tenant called Planet of the Ood, oh yeah, yeah, there's there's that huge, there's that huge brain, isn't there? Oh right, yeah. For some reason, when I when I watched that Tenant episode, Planet of the Ood, I somehow linked it to the beast below and i have no uh, idea why because the 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 visual effects the graphics the way that they've done the brain looks identical in both yeah yeah now you mention it i think it does yeah, yeah. so when i went back and i thought hold on this is the ood this isn't nothing to hold on is this <laughs> the brain from the creature that's now controlling the ood is this what's going on yeah yeah do you know what i mean i thought it for like literally 15 seconds and then just laughed myself out of it but yeah, it's the way that if you if you look at Planet of the Ood and how they do the big the the the, the huge brain in that warehouse at the end, yeah, and then look at the brain that you see in the beast below, they look identical, even the color and everything. Yeah, no, I I can I can see where you're coming from actually. I mean, I I didn't make that connection in a million years, but now you've pointed it out. <laughs> very tenuous, yeah, very yeah, tenuous. Well, I know, I, but yeah, no, no, I can I can see it. I can definitely see it. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking back to what you said earlier as well about how. Um, when you first watched it, how Matt made you laugh in it. And that's probably one of the things that drew you in. You thought, oh, I like this this doctor, this guy. You know, I think Matt's got some really nice lines in it. Um, and I'm surprised how confident he is at playing the doctor. You know, I think um, when he's like checking out the water in the spaceship and stuff and all these little quirky things, yeah. you know, he does yeah. does really well. You know? Absolutely, yeah. And it's he's, um, he to me, he's one of these guys that he doesn't need a warm-up well i haven't seen him in in many other things because he's predominantly done who but mm. um especially this series where he's fresh you know and he's very young isn't he he was he yeah. like the youngest guy to play the doctor and he does look i mean he does even watching this he even does look a lot younger than he did by you know obviously by the end of his era but he does look incredibly young actually in yeah. series five yeah yeah but he carries the part and he mm. the way that he carries himself is very much like a seasoned actor who's done it for a long time and uh, he just hit the ground running and was just bang. You know, he could he could do that role literally from the first take. 
Yeah, he, he no, was I very think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't look like he's sort of finding his feet at all. He just thinks. I think he just sort of went with it. And um, yeah, no, I think I think both him and Karen actually are, are really good in even in this episode. And um, and yeah, I think they got the chemistry probably because they started at the same time. Maybe you know they probably became a little unit. But but it seems to, seems to be quite good from the offset, really. Yeah, it was very cool. And just to put um, just to put a very quick question to you, how would you, how would you have felt? if this was David Tennant in this episode or this this series um because there was if you watch one of the special features on the uh, the Tennant box set the specials there's a couple of interviews where he's talking about leaving Doctor Who yeah and all that stuff and he did say that he mulled it over for a very long time and was umming and ahhing and was going back and forward with whether he wanted to leave or not and he did say that when he found out that Stephen Moffat was going to come on uh, to to write and be showrunner, that almost convinced him to stay. Almost. Oh right, but I didn't know that. Yeah, but he still left. Um, so how would you? How would this have worked? Do you think with Tennant instead of instead of Smith? I'll be honest with you. I don't think it would have worked as well. Um, I think it suits Matt because it's. Uh, I like the quirkiness of his Doctor in this situation and the fact that he. I can imagine Tennant doing the bit at the end, you know, when Matt screams, no human's going to talk to me today, you know, and he really lets loose. Yeah. I can imagine Tennant really, you know, doing that scene justice. Um, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it, it would have worked with him, but I still don't. I don't think it would have brought the episode up anything. Yeah, I was. Th- yeah, I just wanted to pose that question to you because mm. uh, one of the things I thought about that was the whole production changed, didn't it, quite dramatically? Oh, yes, it did. Do you know yeah. what I mean? With the theme and the intro and... Just the mm-hmm. look and feel, and everything was. I think they, I think when Tennant and RTD and and all those guys left, um, I think they got in quite a new team. Um, well, kind of upfront production-wise team as well. Because um, yeah, that's who, right. Uh, was it Julie Gardner, um, who was like executive producer, and Phil Collins and stuff? I think those guys all created very much a, a look and feel about the Tennant stuff that was very. You can, you can tell, can't you, when you're watching a, a Tennant episode versus a Matt Smith um, episode. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm agree- in agreement. I don't think Tennant would have would have quite fit in. It needed everything to be new, not just everything but but the Doctor. I think you're right, actually, yeah. I mean, I, I did put that, you know, yeah, you're right about the style of it. I think right from the get-go in the 11th hour, it, it just looks different, you know. Uh, Moffat wanted to put his stamp on it, no doubt about that. I mean, he changed the TARDIS, didn't he? He changed the interior. Yeah. You know, he did, just made it what he wanted it to be right from the word go. Um, and it did have a different feel to it. Um, and I, I did think, I still think the CGI looked good. I still think the sets look good. Um, and the style of it is definitely different. I One of the things I did think that, that was pretty bad and it's kind of where the episode starts to lose it for me is when they go into the mouth of the monster and the tongue and it's just clearly a mat and that looks <laughs> yeah, yeah. bad. That, I mean, <laughs> I just, the, t- the teeth bit didn't look too bad. The CGI when it stood in front of teeth, that still stood up okay. Um, but it didn't. you didn't for one second think they were inside the mouth of a, a whale or anything. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, that, that, and also it's where the story starts to dip as well. You know, you're suddenly getting all these other elements thrown in and when you're still trying to sort of get to grips with the first half same yeah yeah i agree it's um i also didn't think the um the the cgi on the tentacles coming through the ground were were that good no no it was okay though it still looked pretty good the sets were terrible but it didn't yeah no i think the sets 
look quite good, and I like the actual spaceship itself. What's it called? Starship UK. Uh, Starship UK. Yeah, uh, yeah, that still looked good. But yeah, you're right. The sort of tentacles didn't look too too great, I suppose. Yeah, um, there was quite a few nods to some to uh, some of the other uh, Who episodes. A couple of classic ones as well, wasn't there? Well, I noticed Magpie Electricals, the sign, which I thought was good. The, the yep. shout back to um, to the Tenth Doctor story. What's that called? The Idiot's Lantern. Ah, oh, so on. Yeah, yep. that yeah. was quite cool. Um, we also had the, you know, that they referenced the the Earth was abandoned because of solar storms or solar flares or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was the plot point for the Ark in Space, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. And I, I don't think I think that went totally over my head the first time I watched this. I didn't I didn't remember that at all. Um, but you're right. It is. Yeah. Obviously, the first time I watched it, I wouldn't have had a bloody clue what they were talking <laughs> about. But when no. I watched it this morning, um, yeah, I did notice that because I really like the arc in space. It's brilliant. Yes, it's a good one. Yeah. Um, OK, so just lastly, any other any other comments like supporting cast? I thought the kids were I thought the little girl was OK in this. I actually thought, yeah, I thought the supporting cast were, were actually quite good. Yeah, because um, kids yeah, don't have a, the kids. yeah, kids don't really have a great track record for me on who. No. So um, she was all right. Well, it's something we've mentioned before, isn't it? Especially in Series 8, that the kid actors are just annoying and not very convincing. <laughs> I thought in this, they weren't too bad. I think, I mean, the kid at the start genuinely looks terrified. He doesn't look like he's <laughs> overdoing it. Um, and uh, yeah, and the little girl crying. So no, I, I think that they actually were, were quite good in this one. Yeah. And I thought that um, I wasn't too blown away by um, uh, Sophie Okanedo, who played Liz Ten. No. Uh, the Queen. She was... Mm, I don't know. She she tried to do this kind of Cockney, Londony thing. What's the thing with the mask? I didn't. Why did she wear that mask? I didn't get that. I, uh, I it think, must have been when I zoned out. I think <laughs> when you were sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just because she's the queen, and she wanted to be able to move around the ship. Right. Um, okay. So, but yeah, that was one of the things that I referenced. You know what? Earlier on, I said I didn't really get her story or you know what they mm. were trying to do with her. That was another thing as well, because a couple of times Matt Smith did say that the mask was, you know, sculpted to her face perfectly. So you would have known it was her anyway. Yeah. No, it just kind of went over my head. I didn't I didn't get that at all. Yeah. Um, she just felt underdeveloped, really. Does she pop up later on or am I imagining that? She looked very familiar. She did. Um, she I does? can't remember. Yeah, she is. In another oh, OK. Episode. Yeah. I thought she was. As soon as I saw her, I was thinking, oh, she does appear again later, I'm sure. Yeah, the Pandorica. The Pandorica opens. Is it? Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Sure. Okay, so overall, what what do you what are you going to... I mean, actually, I'll tell you what would be interesting. What would you... No, you probably... I don't know if you can do it, but can you rate it from your first watch, being your first episode, <laughs> and then rate it now? Can oh, you do blimey. that, or is it too too long ago? Blimey. Um... What would you have rated if I just said if we were doing this now, back um, back in whatever year it would have been, and you just watched this, and you're you're like, God, this Doctor Who program's good, isn't it? What would you have rated it? Yeah, I would have given it an eight back then. Wow. Yeah, I would have given it an eight purely yeah. because, um, you know, I thought it was great sci-fi. Really like Matt Smith, mm. and uh, it's one of those things where I was like, yeah, this is uh, this is like potential for me. Yeah. It's like a new show I can get into. So um, yeah, I thought it would have been really good at the time. And what about now? Uh, now I will give it a 
6.5. Yeah, oh, yes, that's what I've written. Yay. I knew you I knew you'd be the same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you're either going to go 6.5 or 7. Yeah. Um, I always write these down so I have got those like countdown, you know, when they have to show the to say that they they are telling the <laughs> truth. I have got it written down 6.5 out of 10. I I just thought um I don't think it quite deserves the terrible reputation it's got. I I I do think there's good stuff in it. Um but it's yeah, it just at the end of the day, it just doesn't quite come together. No, it's um, I think it tries quite quite hard to, yeah. to get itself going, and I think it's um, it's just one of those episodes where after you've watched it, um, especially on the second viewing, second time round, you can absolutely see that um, that that Moffat just kind of didn't really have a handle on where he was going so he's he wrote some arbitrary stuff to to try and get it moving and just yeah it just kind of fell on its on its ass a little bit but That's it's right. um but it's it's quite enjoyable i didn't i didn't watch it and immediately think oh god i hate this but it was just one of those middle of the road you know if it's on might watch it but probably won't go out of my way to to put it on yeah exactly yeah i wouldn't i certainly wouldn't say i don't think it's bad at all i, I don't think it's bad I think it's just like you said, it's just a middle of the road episode. If it was on, I'd I'd gladly watch it, but I wouldn't probably wouldn't sort of get the box out and think, right, which one should I watch today? All oh, Beast Below. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. No what about our What about our listeners? Did they love it or did they hate it? Well, um, yeah, we had quite a few people jump on Facebook, um, so thank you very much for for that. Um, yeah. uh, first of all, though, on Twitter, our good friends cousins. Oh, hello, cousins. Yep, uh, he's uh, just short and sweet. I quite like the story, but not the best of Matt's, but it's not unwatchable. All right, yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree, yep. Uh, back on Facebook, um, um, I really must apologise, uh, Jonas. Um, I can I always try and pronounce your surname um, <laughs> correctly, and I'm going to give it another go. Uh, so, uh, Jonas uh, Sorensen. Sorensen, Sorensen. Um, thank you for getting in touch. Uh, he's put, I really love that story. Uh, it was his second Doctor Who episode ever. Oh, uh, right. Okay. And was thrilled to see more of this universe with this mysterious Doctor. It's a great Amy story. She's my absolute favourite companion. Oh, well, that's interesting. So Jonas probably started watching it very similar time to you then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So yeah. they, again, there must have been something in it because he's gone on to watch the rest of the show which yeah. is interesting yeah I th- do you know what i think um anyone who would have watched doctor who knew around this time i i'm pretty certain it would have been matt smith that would have hooked you in because i'm the more we talk about it the more i think yeah it was matt yeah, yeah i think you're probably right yeah um i'm just gonna there's a comment that was left a little bit below on your facebook i'm just from jeff waddle i hope i'm pronouncing it right i'm just gonna read it just so it doesn't get lost because it it kind of wasn't with the rest of the comments so yeah cool uh, jeff said um People don't like this, and Moffat says it's the worst thing he wrote. I must be in the minority then, because I love it. So Jeff, Jeff really likes this story. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, nice one, Jeff. Uh, Jace House, my old school buddy. Yep. Uh, as the first story with Matt establishes the Doctor, he was great in it. His attention and inspiration from Troughton shows up well. Story's a little creepy, but all I can remember, as I haven't seen it since it was broadcast. All uh, right. Well, same as me. I mean, this is I again was one of the reasons I wanted to rewatch it because I thought <laughs> it's one I haven't watched since it first aired. Is it really that bad? You know, why haven't I gone back to it? So yeah. I'm glad I'm glad we went back to it. Uh, Owen Sammons. Uh, he just put good luck with watching that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing Owen doesn't like that. Doesn't yeah. like this one. We're guessing yeah. that's yeah, fairly negative. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, Kieran Knight, yeah, he said, um, predicting a mixed review from Adam and a fairly positive review from Gary, he thinks. And uh, he says, this story has some classic elements and Matt Smith is great on his first adventure, but is the weakest... In- but it is the weakest in a very strong series. Nothing really to like about it for me. So not a fan of the story, but I agree. Matt Smith is great in it. Cool. Yeah. And then we had um, Taylor Mason. Yeah. He put, um, he remembers disliking it when it first aired and felt he, he was disappointed. Um, and he felt like, and he put this in capitals, I want my tenant back. <laughs> Sad face. Um, but obviously, um, he started to love Matt's portrayal as a doctor. And after a rewatch four years later, he actually really enjoyed this episode. Great storyline as it develops the doctor and Amy's relationship really well. Um, he'd say the beast below is better than Victory of the Daleks. And he gave it a seven out of ten. Well, all right. So slightly above us then. Yeah. 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 Actually, Victory of the Daleks is one that gets a very mixed reaction. Uh, we'll have to do that one day. Um, yeah. That'll be an interesting one, but yeah, I, th- I think Taylor's got some good points there. I think he's, you know, he's sort he's sort of gone the opposite of you. He didn't like it to begin with, and now he kind of likes it. Yeah, yeah. But so yeah, yeah it's, it's overall it's one of those episodes, isn't it, where um, nobody really hates it, nobody really loves it. It's um, apart from Stephen Moffat who bashes himself up about it. Oh, terrible, terrible episode. <laughs> it must be difficult actually as a writer. Do you know what I mean, if you. Once you put something out there, you know, you've got to sort of let it go at some point and, you know, probably looks back at it and thinks, oh, I could have done this better, could have done that. You know, it's inevitable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. but it's not bad. It's, but it's far from bad. Indeed. But thank you all very much for getting in contact with us. That's very cool. We love it when you guys uh, comment on, the, on what we're reviewing. It's, um, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, we've got a good response, good response this week, yeah. which is great. So thanks for everyone for your comments. I think next week's is going to be very <laughs> interesting. Again, it's going to be a very mixed um, response, I would imagine, next week. And uh, me and you may come to blows over it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's good. Is it, should we say what we're doing next week? Yes, go for it. It's a classic All right. one. Yeah, next week is a classic. And we're going to be looking back at Paradise Towers, the Seventh Doctor story, um, <laughs> which Gary hasn't watched yet. Um I've seen it a couple of times and uh, yeah, tune in next week to see what we make of that. Yeah, I can already hear people thinking, oh my Lord. What, yeah, what it's going to be make? interesting. <laughs> yeah, so next week that's going to be good Paradise Towers. Mm. <laughs> uh, so I think we will wrap for episode 25, buddy. Indeedy. That was a good one, actually, to talk through, Beast Below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad we re- revisited that one. I'll be honest, I thought you were going to bash it slightly more. I did. Yep. I, I went into it thinking, right, here we go. You know, I, I thought I was going to um, dislike it a lot more than I did, but I got the story more this time, and um, yeah, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, once again, thank you all for, for getting in contact. Um, please let us know on Facebook and Twitter what you think of Paradise Towers. Mm. that's going to be a good one I'm looking forward to hearing your views on this one yes yeah me too actually sounds I'm weird looking forward to, yeah <laughs> I'm actually really looking forward to chatting through I can't wait for you to watch it Gary yeah uh, as usual you can find all of this cool banter and chatter over on our Facebook and Twitter page just go to bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk and on there you can find links to those and give us a like and a follow and join in the uh, in the chat uh, one thing that would really help us out as well if you could jump onto iTunes and give us a review only takes a minute or so and that really helps us out 
Um, go and check out the Geeks Handbag. Uh, just do a search on YouTube and Facebook. You'll find Adam there and all his cool videos. And uh, we will see you next time. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And Alonzi! Alonzi.